This is John. This is Danny. Welcome to Do You Know. All right, man. So, uh, so what's up? So I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, wow. It's the best single MCU movie that I've ever seen. So, like, not Avengers. Okay. Like, Avengers was like a billion dollar movie. Mm. What do you think of the MCU movies? Are you down? I mean, I, I like Marvel. You like you know? Marvel? Yeah, Marvel's, Marvel's cool. That's MCU, right? Yeah, Marvel, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Marvel. Um, I didn't see the new Spider-Man, so I'm a little... I probably need to catch up, but I do like uh, Marvel more than DC. Yeah. You know, when it comes to movies, I think they put the superheroes into, like, a better light. I think the way that they direct it and the story flow is a little bit easier to follow. Yeah. DC is like, seems like a little darker, a little more like sporadic. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you have to like, yeah. where they show you like the middle, the end, the beginning, and you got to kind of like piece it all together. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. So, so how long is the movie? It's like, uh, I want to say two and a half hours, but man, it goes by like, they fill it full, man. It's mm. like a stuffed tamale, dude. I mean, that sucker is like full. There's no. I'm not gonna give any spoilers because it's full of spoilers. There's like full of <laughs> twists and turns and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. So who's the Spider Man? Uh, it's uh Tom Holland is the Spider Man. So he's like this young kid. If you ever watched a Billy Elliot, he was like this <clears throat> dancing kid. Mm-hmm. Back in uh, the 90s, um, he plays Spider-Man. Okay. And, um, but there's some... there's some I, 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 don't, I can't reveal <coughs> to our audience because I, I definitely think you should see Spider-Man. There are some other Spider-Men in this movie. Oh, okay. So a little spoiler alert. There's right. some other ones, but... Uh, so, okay. So men and women... Would enjoy it. It's like for everybody. It's for everybody. Doesn't matter because the direction is great, the writing is great, the cinematography is great. Like it's a great movie by itself. Even if you've never seen a Spider-Man, it's a good movie, and it's a great date movie. It's a great movie to bring your kids to. It's the best Marvel movie I've seen. A single Marvel movie, like I said, the Avengers. The last Avengers movie was probably the best movie, but that had been the pinnacle of like 20 movies all coming together in one. So like that's hard to beat. But if you're looking at a single Marvel movie, this one beats them all. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like I got to go see it for sure. Yeah. I think the listeners have to go see it. I mean, if you're giving it the, uh, it sounds like 100% rating. Yeah, man. I mean, it really, really rocked. It had like you know a good villain. It had a good, a good hero, good arc, <coughs> good story. Like it just had, it. It was great. And I saw it in the theater. So if you if you're gonna wait for video, I can't give it the same. Um, like thumbs up because it's right, not a I screen. Right. So. I don't know if it was like the the big booms and pows of this movie screen that got me. But did you see it in Dolby? I saw it in a nice theater. Okay. I didn't it, see it in like IMAX, but I saw it in a nice theater. I was just having a conversation actually with a listener. And she had brought up to me that she didn't like seeing movies in Dolby because it didn't enhance the sound of the dialogue. 
only of the choppers and the gunshots and uh, the car accidents. Right. So she felt that Dolby ruined the experience for her. Interesting. Because it didn't enhance the the dialogue. So she prefers movies not in Dolby. Right. So now that's a question I ask people who tell me about going <laughs> to the movie theater. I go, well, did you see it in Dolby? Right. Because I have someone who hates Dolby. I probably saw it in Dolby. I mean, that's what I'm probably saying. I'm probably seeing like this film and it was just over the top, uh-huh. like fantastic action scenes and um, yeah. So, so do you th- so do you think we could use a Spider Man like in in society today? You know, um, like against COVID, like what's a Spider Man gonna do against school shooters? Like. Um, <laughs> He would have to, like, you know, swing from the other side of the city. I mean, I don't think it's so practical because we don't have that much crime. Like, not really. Right. I mean, our, our world is relatively safe compared to the New Yorks or the Gothams or, you know, like, the cities that these these comic books speak of where, like, crime is taking part... In spite of the fact that they have all these superheroes. So, I don't really think it would make much of a difference, to be honest with you. What do yeah. you, th- what do you think? Um, I think we could use a Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think the reason why would be that um, people would have to think twice. Yeah. Before their actions. Because they always could be a Spider-Man reaction. Right. Like, um, I was thinking, like, Omicron. That's the variant right now. Everyone's scared of Omicron. They don't want to catch Omicron. Everyone's worried. Right. Um, but imagine if it was Megatron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just... Like, if we took it there. Like, right. it wasn't Omicron. It was literally I mean, Megatron. Me- Megatron, right. It would be a different whole world. We'd right. have to be really worried when we go outside. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I just... You know, vigilantes... You know, I think it could. If keep it was safe. the Punisher, then yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, because he goes after you after you've done a crime. Like he <laughs> follows you down and tracks you. Or just like Inspector Gadget, right? Uh, our listeners are probably too young for that, right? Like, oh, you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, this is an interesting uh, thing that Na- uh, NASA's been doing for the last, uh, I don't know, ten years or so. Yeah, they've been taking different plants and trying to figure out what plant would provide enough oxygen for a human in a sealed room. Hmm. Um, trying to think of the name of the plant off the top of my head, but there is a plant, they sell it all over, um, that, that gives enough oxygen for a human to yeah. be trapped in a room and it takes enough carbon out of the atmosphere. Interesting. Um, I will look for the name of that plant because I don't remember off the top of my head. But yeah. um, I thought that was pretty interesting that they're trying to figure out a you know one plant that you could have in a room. Again, it couldn't be a huge room; it'd have to be a small room, right? But that it would be able to keep you alive, right? And take a, enough of the carbon monoxide out. I guess that's why people have house plants, you know, because I guess it, it like, uh, invigorates a room and gives you, like, you know, in a building, in a, in a high rise, in your home, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of oxygenates the air and makes you feel better. Yeah, I mean, it would be, it would make sense instead of buying, like, all these, like, air filters and all this different stuff to just buy plants. Right. It's called a snake plant. A snake plant. 
That's the name of it. So they tried like, I mean, a lot of different plants to see. And, you know, some plants provide oxygen, but they don't take enough carbon out. Right. Vice versa. So this, I mean, they didn't try it with humans in the room. They just tested the oxygen levels. Like they didn't seal off a human in there. Right. But that's the next step is they want to try some, some studies to put a human in the room to see how they do. Right. Which I wouldn't sign up for that. <laughs> be a little claustrophobic in there right. with your plant right. it's like yo you're gonna do we're gonna do this <laughs> plant's like yo there's no sun in here <laughs> so i don't know yeah actually you would think it would need uh, some photosynthesis right um another thing that's interesting <clears throat> there was some orcas that attacked and killed a great white shark mm. and right after it killed the shark all of the great white sharks in that area fled. So they had a shark that was tagged and it instantly went down to 600 meters and swam off to Hawaii. Huh. So they can smell the attack in the water that one of their own got it. Yeah. And they just fled. So I guess they're like, they're, they're like, oh, there, there's like something preying upon us and, and we're, we're out of here. Yeah. Like, but like they we, just all were able to communicate. Instantly. So orcas are like apex predators. They're like at the top of the food chain. Yeah. Orcas can hunt sharks. Wow. I mean, really, any of those mammals. Like, even dolphins can actually beat sharks if they have enough of them. Right. It's just when they only have one. Right. It's hard to beat a shark. But if you have a whole school or whatever they're called. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of, like, hyenas. You know, one hyena is not going to do anything, but a pack of hyenas. Yeah. You know, they're very dangerous against a cheetah or anything. Yeah, and they could put up a fight if there's more than one or two. Right. One or two have, has, has like zero chance. Right. Yeah, probably seals are probably the weakest, I would think, in that chain. Because they're slow. Huh, that's interesting. So, I wonder how the shark knew. It must have smelled. You know how sharks can <clears throat> smell blood? It, yeah. Like, shark blood must smell a certain way. So, it must have smelled shark blood in the water and must have gone... Oh, that's like my blood. Like, I better like get out of here. Yeah, and it, and it just dove to uh, I guess a death that it doesn't usually go. It doesn't usually live at six hundred meters or something. Like I guess it right. just went as far down as it possibly could, and then swam off. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, I mean, and I don't think a lot of listeners know that. You know, do you know? Right. So you know, a little, a little something. Um. Another interesting thing, Venus. They are, um, they're starting to see a change in the atmosphere that they believe have some origins of biological, um, like matter. Yeah. So of like living organisms. So I have to look it up. There's a name, but there's something that they're seeing that's starting to develop in the atmosphere. Yeah. So they're thinking it may be creating life. Like, slowly. Like, this is, like, would be the early um, stages of life. Um, let see if I just have it right here. Um, here. Uh, you know, they made a... This is actually from... Um, I guess it's just Space uh, by Joshua Hawkins. Makes a lot of... Uh, you know, they talk a little bit, comparing, like, Jurassic Park kind of thing. Yeah. Um... So it's uh, phosphine. So they discovered phosphine in Venus atmosphere. 
and the researchers are claiming that it could be a sign of life on Venus. Uh, the colorless and odorless gas is often the result of organic matter breaking down, and that's something that they've seen happen on Earth in the past. Yeah. So, you know, they're creating their own hypothesis. So if, you know, if um, evolution, evolutionary, then it would be slowly creating this habitat that could have life. Yeah. But, I mean, we know that it would, our life would be hard to live. Like, we wouldn't be able to live there. Right. Yeah, because of all the gases and the, the, the pressure and the... Temperature and all yeah. that stuff, but... But, yeah, but a life is possibly evolving that can live there. Right. It's finding a way. It's like they're... That's why they, they're comparing it to Jurassic Park. Like where there's... What, right. what was the line? He, he had some line in that movie. It was like, they find a way. Yeah. Like, life finds a way. Yeah, life finds a way. Yeah, it's exactly that. Life finds a way. <laughs> right. From Ian uh, Malcolm. Right. Jurassic Park. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting if we're gearing up to see something happen in this, um, you know, in our know in our planet and the universe i know it seems like i'm reading more and more news stories that are getting us like ready for aliens or ufos or something i keep feeling like the news is dropping in yeah you know there's um there, there does seem to be like a push like basically what nasa did was they hired 24 theologists on staff so those are like priests and pastors and people who are in the religious business, right? So NASA hired them, and what they the purpose was was they wanted to find out what the public's reaction was going to be if our our uh, alien life was found. Hmm. So the question is begged. Why would they do something like that unless they're planning on finding artificial life? Like, you know, they're trying to get ahead of the the story, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, they hired 24 um, uh, theologists to find out because they're the closest. Because they're the ones listening to confessions and they're the ones talking with people every Sunday. You know, the the, the, the religious people, the people who are like super... Uh, skittish, you know, not not very scientific, right? You know, and they wanted to find out, like, you know, how they're going to take it. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Yeah. So I guess um, Israel is is loading out the fourth shot now, right? For uh, sixty five and older, right? Um, I was I saw a story about they were comparing athletes. Um, student athletes over the last, you know, 100 years or so, I guess, from, I want to say, 1895 till now. Yeah. This has been the first year that so many student athletes have died from heart attacks hmm. out of all those years. And it's being chalked up as just an accident, a coincidence. But the skeptics are saying, oh, it's because of the vaccine. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, they're saying that because it, it causes, in some people, enlarged heart. So they're saying, especially in young men. That's a skeptic. I don't know, man. I can't get behind that. I mean, uh, you know, all this, like, vaccine talk, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, it, it, makes, it makes it hard 
I really liked your take on the vaccine, though, where we had too much of the vaccine and they're trying to get rid of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you just had a huge party. You got all this food and you're like, hey, guys, you know, oh, man, this is some delicious dip. You really want some? You want to take a bottle of water home? Right. So I, I, I can get behind that. Like, that makes sense to me. But pushing all of these like, oh, there's there's all these problems with the vaccine. Like, I just can't see. Um, no, I, I can't see it. No. Yeah, it just it's a it's just a weird coincidence. You know, again, it was just it was something that I read that it made me go, well, interesting point. I mean, it's just an interesting point that you'd have more students die now than all this other time. But another reason it could be is they were home for a year. Right. And they weren't in great shape. Right. Because they took a year off and then yeah. they tried to go hard in the paint again. Right. And they weren't ready. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're home. They're d- depression eating. They're eating like, ch- you know, cream cheese straight out of the tub. <laughs> you Just know? squeezing the bottle of cheese in their mouth. Right. You know? Um, so I was like, maybe it's that. I mean, you know, I tried to think of the whole picture. Instead of right. going with like exactly what everyone is trying to push on me, right? Yeah. Um, so you know that that's because <coughs> you know Israel going for the fourth shot. Um, I mean, here's the thing though: Omicron isn't deadly, so like I don't know why we're so on like it's not like it's delta or it's the uh you know um covid original you know beta yeah so um, you know alpha. i mean it's not like we're dying from this you know, you know i mean people there, are just simply a, getting sick oh, but there was a a doctor in uh, new york just had something on a yahoo news where he was comparing the people who are coming into the er yeah. He was saying, like, the vaccinated people who come in, they have, like, a sore throat, mild. And then the unvaccinated people who come in are, like, they need oxygen. Right. That's true. <clears throat> but he was implying that, they're, that they are dying. That it's not like they're not dying. But I remember just a few weeks ago, it was like there was no confirmed deaths. And then there was a few deaths confirmed. And then now there's a story about how the flu is making a comeback. And I was like, what is the flu smart or something? Like the flu can just like go away for a bit, come back. I think probably because people are afraid of getting the flu vaccine. I, I, that's my guess because of all the talk about vaccines and shots and immunizations. People are probably not getting the flu vaccine. I haven't gotten sick. So I got the flu shot for the first time. I think ever, and I haven't gotten sick, and not that I, not that anyone else around me has gotten sick. So that'll have to be the test. The test will have to be someone around me gets the flu, <coughs> and mm-hmm. then. But you know, my daughter um, had brought home some stuff, and I did get a little bit sick from it, and that's when I was like, "No, I'm going to definitely get this flu shot." So um, we'll have to see, but I do feel a little bit better. From um, having gotten the, the flu shot. but It's like buying a warranty. <clears throat> yeah. It's the same kind of feeling. It's like, I, I didn't get the flu shot, but I, I understand the 
the thinking. It's like, hey, I'm going to have this just in case. Right. It's like something goes wrong. I did everything I could do. I protected it. Yeah. It's just every once in a while you bring it back because there is a problem with it. And then the warranty says, oh, you know, we don't cover that. <laughs> and that's why I don't buy warranties. That's the, that's the variant we don't cover, right? That's why I don't buy warranties. Yeah, it's that little bit of right. wiggle that they have. Right. So like if I bring something back, for example, I bought a computer, I bought a warranty many years ago. And it was like the display wasn't working anymore. So I go back to the store. I'm like, hey, I bought your uh, $200 warranty. I don't know what happened to the display. It's not working. They go, well, uh, that's physical damage. Yeah. I said, I didn't, I didn't do anything to it. They're like, yeah, but the, the only time that breaks is uh, it's like physical damage. And I was like, show me, show me the damage. Like what, are you, like, what are you talking about? They're like, no, it's just that wouldn't happen naturally. Right. And I'm like, well, it did. And they were like, sorry, we can sell you another computer. Right. And we'll put your $200 warranty towards it kind of thing. I see. So you've been burned in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Big old burn. That's unfortunate. You know, like, I mean, here you are, you're doing your, your business with a, with a company and you get burned. And now you're like... Well, they're out of business now. Right. Fries. See ya. Right. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> It's funny. It's like almost, I, you know, I've had a lot of jobs in my life. Right. Almost every job that I've had a problem with, like the way they manage, something about them, out of business now. Yeah. When I look back. And I, it, it just might be like a coincidence or it just could be karma. Like you did wrong. Like you treated people kind of bad and now you're out of business. Yeah. It's probably that. It's probably, you know, because you can't treat... You know, you can't treat your employees poorly forever. Like, eventually they'll revolt. Well, and the customer, too. Right. Eventually the customers will find out and side with the employees. Exactly. They're, they're the hard workers on the front line getting the peanuts while the elephant's in the back. Right. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. That's, that's how it works, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, the whole thing has changed. I mean, you look around. I mean, even to go out to, to eat now, I mean, it's a fiasco. Yeah. With all the uh, rules and checking in and, and there's no more menus. You have to scan the table and, and order on your phone. And I know. You know, I don't like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I sound old, but I do have a smartphone in my pocket. <clears throat> but it's like, I don't know. There's something about having to like look on, on my phone. I would rather have a large <coughs> menu to look at. Right. I don't know. It's just it's just something about it. Yeah, it's very strange um, <clears throat> way to do business. Because we went to a Korean joint, and they they didn't have menus. No, they didn't have any menus. No, you just had to know. Right. And I happened to know <laughs> what to order from experience. It was really weird. It was weird, and they like they didn't have sides at first, and right. then they did. Right. It was good food. I mean, it was good. Right. It's a lot of food. Right. Like, you can't do that every day, but once in a while, it's a good right. Korean barbecue where you cook on your table. This place was interesting because we were like in our own pod. We had like little walls around us. Yeah. And then there was like a vent for the smoke to go out of. Right. Um, so that everyone was social distancing. It's the first social distancing restaurant that I've been in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I would say. It that was like designed for social one. distancing. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting to see that. I mean, everyone was like in their own cube. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you could still hear everything. So it just felt like you were private, but you, but you weren't really, because you could hear them. Yeah, you don't, because you want to be in a place that sounds, I mean, that's the whole point of going out to a restaurant, is, you know, you want to hear the hustle and bustle, you want to hear the pans rattling in the kitchen, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, you want to hear a little bit of, of noise. <laughs> Fire five on f- table 50. Let's go. Right. You bombs. <laughs> uh, right. So John Madden died. I know. The icon yesterday. Right. So, I mean, I know he hasn't been connected with Madden <coughs> in like forever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, are they going to do like a, a memorial Madden next year, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to. He has to be on the cover. He has to be sure. on the cover. For sure he's going to be on the Madden cover. Right. Yeah, you gotta... It's his game. I mean, it, they license his name for decades. Right. So you're gonna have to give him the cover. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he had a great life. I mean... I mean, he basically changed how broadcasting was done because he would... He, he explained it so to a person like myself who's not familiar with football. So it, just in case of those of you who are familiar with football who are listening found him to be incredibly dull. Like, you get the football and you bring it to the end zone and you make a touchdown. And you're like, why would he say something so stupid? (laughs) Well, it's because people like me who don't know about football, Mm -hmm. I learned about football by watching him. Right. You know? Like, I, he actually instructed me on the basics of football. Yeah. Yeah. He kept it simple. He had a lot of catchphrases. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he was a great... Great commentator. I mean, you know, it's been a long time since he's retired from the booth. Right, but um, still iconic. Yeah. And, and as coach a coach. And right. a player. For uh, the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. The nation. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, uh, you know, a legend. I mean, you know, there's only so many legends you have in sports, really. So, like, to lose one like that, it's huge. You know, it's like a Kobe, a Madden. Yeah. You know, Jordan. Right. These are like the... the top you know right now why was he a legend for the raiders did he win like a bunch of championships or something or he won a championship for the raiders i'm not uh, i have to look up how many right either one or two i mean he didn't he's definitely not like a hall of fame like you know i mean he's in the hall of fame but not i don't think i'm not sure if it's as a coach or if it's as a commentator okay so that we have to look up that i have to ask google right right because you don't just know, we don't know things like that. Right. Because it's like, I don't think he won like five championships as a coach. I think he probably won one. But maybe it's because it was the Raiders that, you know, he was he was like during the tough times when people were putting casts on their arm and, you know, punching and kicking. and. Okay, so this is his thing. 12 years with the Raiders. Yeah. Three AFL and six AFC championship games, as well as Super Bowls two and eleven. He's still considered among the premier cornerbacks of his time, finishing with fifty four interceptions, and he was introduced into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in nineteen eighty four. Oh, okay. So he was a cornerback. Yeah. Interesting. So that was it. So um and he won uh, victory in 1977. Uh, let's see. For 10 years. Okay. 
basically Super Bowl. He won in 1977. I'm not sure who they played. He, his win-loss record, 103 wins, 32 losses, 7 ties. Playoff record, 9-7. and seven. Overall, 76.3 winning percentage as a coach. Yeah. And they beat the Vikings in Super Bowl Eleven. Oh, okay. And they lost to the Chiefs in 1969. Okay. There we go. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Madden update. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen this year. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, is it going to be Tom Brady again? Well, how's he doing? I mean, what's the... Uh... He won his division. Okay. For first time uh, Tampa Bay Bucks have won their division in like 10 years. Yeah. So he won the division. He locked that up. Um, I think it would be a really interesting Super Bowl if it was Tampa Bay, New England. That'd be great. And uh, there's a chance. Because New England's probably going to make the playoffs, too. Yeah. So there's a chance they could meet. Yeah. And Yeah, I think that would be probably the most televised, the uh, Brady It'd be great if the Rams played Tampa Bay. The Rams are, uh, they won their division also. Right. So Rams have a chance. Because it's in L.A. And it's in L.A. Right. Yeah, so the Rams have a chance. Um, The Cowboys looked really good. They won their division. Um, the other, you know, I guess on last week they played Washington and just, they scored like 60 points or something. Something like, that you know, you typically see in a football game. Right. Like an absurd number. Right. And a division. I mean, Washington's in the Cowboys division. Anyway, it's a non-sports show. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's, uh, that's the update for the Sportland. Um, so let's see, we talked about movies. Yeah. Talked about, uh, the virus. Talked a little bit about space. Yeah. Um, any shout-outs? You want to say anything? No. No? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Danny. This is John. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Peace.